Hi, this is Sam Lagana with the Los Angeles Rams. Who's house? You're listening to the Los Angeles Rams UK Podcast. Undenied worldwide, the Los Angeles Rams. It doesn't get any better than this. Let's go Rams! Hello and welcome back to another LA Rams UK Podcast. Uh, we just finished week seven and back on track with a win against the Bears with a 24-10 scoreline under the SoFi Stadium lights. So it's good uh, to be back to winning ways, but uh, we're still third in the NFC West division and it's the only division where all teams actually have a winning record. So that sucks for us. We're going to, of course, go into the game against the Bears uh, as, lo- as well as look at this, w- well, the past week's predictions that we made, see where we're at. Uh, and see what the, who's at the top of the table. Uh, we're going to obviously look forward to this week's game against the Miami Dolphins, as well as make some more Sky Sports game predictions there. Uh, we'll take a look at some other news around injuries and uh, some squad changes and so forth, and uh, take some of your questions at the end. So to join me, oh, by the way, hi, it's Aaron. I'm back again after a couple of weeks. Uh, is Tony. Good evening. And Chris. Good evening, good evening, good evening. Unusual lineup this week, boys. So hopefully we uh, we carry it okay. Unusual, but quality. <laughs> really confident, Tony. Oh, confident about what? That my broadband connection will hold out. Uh, <laughs> not so much, but let's see where, how far we get. Okay, well let's well let's kick off with a, an easy one. Let's uh, week seven's win against the Bears. Let's get initial thoughts, Tony. It was a solid team performance, I thought. Um, I, I didn't stay up for it um, through the night, even though it was a slightly earlier kickoff than we'd expect for Monday night football. Um, but I did catch up about six in the morning. And it was frustrating not being able to see the stats as you go along, actually, and want, not wanting to open NFL.com at the side and actually see how people were doing. So, first off, I thought, Everett was doing some games, a lot of receptions, um, but obviously at the end he didn't really have that many. But I thought it was a solid team performance. You know, every aspect of of the team seemed to contribute and, and do fairly well. I thought. Yeah, uh, Chris, anything you want to throw in initially? Yeah, I can, I can only agree with that, and, and I, I feel potentially at the back end of last season that there was a bit of a a worry as you're watching the game thinking if the team potentially has got a sort of a running game you, you were worried that they were going to come at you and, and you weren't sure what was going to happen next and we looked open a lot this season I feel a lot more confident watching us play because every side of the ball is actually contributing when the other one potentially isn't but this week as Tony says everybody sort of turned up and you, you feel that confidence when you're watching as when as Jared Goss moving the ball down the field, you feel confident actually that we are going to get into the into the end zone and, and you, you know the defence is going to pick out that and, and get them off the field. So it, it does feel a little bit different for me as I'm watching the games and um, I've got to confess I, I only managed till about halfway through the second quarter until I was having to put matchsticks in my eyes. Um, but then obviously <laughs> as, as exactly the same as Tony did cap caught up the next morning where I did already, I did know the score beforehand because that um, I'd seen the notifications on my phone, which is, is always the issue. But no, the, the, it definitely feels that we're in a good place at the moment. And, and I think where we potentially looked at our predictions at the start of the season, which we, we may review those as we go through, but I think we were all expecting it to potentially be a little bit tougher than potentially we thought it might be. And But no, I, I see us in a good place at the minute. Yeah, good stuff. I mean, I'll, I didn't plan to actually stay up and watch it. It's one of those things where you said you looked at the score in the morning and I've been in situations where we had that late game and I've looked at it and I saw maybe we've lost and I've been like, oh, thank God I didn't stay up for that <laughs> sort of thing. Um, but I actually didn't stay up for it, but my my little boy woke up about 1.30. I went to see him and I thought, oh, might as well watch the second half. <laughs> so I just laid there in bed watching it on my phone on Game Pass and actually caught the whole second half. Uh, which it seems, on reflection, after catching up with the uh, the first half, that it was probably the better half to watch. Looking at it, it, was, it seemed a bit of a slow start. Uh, Goff had a few wild passes, which did look like his usual accurate self. I think it was one of those performances where we're, tip- we're used to this sort of flashy offense, you know, high scoring, having our wide receivers, a couple of them getting over 100 yards, you know, together, sort of game. 
And it wasn't like that, but it felt comfortable throughout the whole game. And even though it wasn't flashy, I mean, Goff still up, I think got a couple of touchdowns. Um, I think his quarterback rating was like 108, which is respectable. Uh, and I think they just used the run effectively and split it out amongst a lot of uh, different receivers uh, and backs. So they saw what was working and, and carried on with what was working. And that was running the ball, which I think is what we spoke about as we go through this season is where the coaches are working to what's in front of them rather than working to a game plan potentially that they've already tried to work out three weeks previous. Yeah, and I think maybe that's where we've been um, spotted in the past for, well, Super people saying they've, they've worked us out sort of thing yeah. since, you know, the McVeigh's been worked out. Maybe they've obviously learned from that. Um, and like I say, like, normally we're used to these high scores. I mean, the, the, in terms of receiving... Uh, oh, nice to see Reynolds, actually. I see he was targeted more than anyone with eight targets and Cooper Cup on six. And neither, well, Reynolds is the only one to get over 50 yards receiving, which is unusual for Rams. So they spread it out a lot more. Even in the backs, they had, uh, the running running game, they had Woods and Cup uh, take a couple of goes at it like they do sometimes. Henderson had a, another solid game. But it was nice to watch. At no point did it seem we were in trouble, even after the, the fumble touchdown that the Bears got, it still felt comfortable because of, I mean, how dominant our defence was. I mean, pff, unbelievable, really. Tony, thoughts on our defence? Yeah, I mean, I thought, I thought the defence was, was, was really good, to be honest. I mean, I, only you know, the best example was that Troy Hill Taylor Rapp interception where it was tipped and then caught by Rapp, um, which prevented the touchdown in, in the third quarter, was that? Late in the third quarter, um, and I thought that I thought that exemplified the the teamwork from the, from the defense as well. You know, and as much as Aaron Donald um, only got credited with half a sack, um, you know, you've got you've got Jalen Ramsey. Um, did he get an interception? He got an interception. Yeah, he got two. He I did, think, yeah. Into, yeah, and then then Leonard Floyd with two sacks and two tackles for losses as well so I mean I think it very much um, made the case that Aaron Donald is a disruptor but it's not necessarily about him getting the big the big plays it's about making those opportunities for the rest of the defence to get in there and and, and make those big plays themselves It's exactly that isn't it it's when when you know Donald is going to be double triple teamed We've said it before, other people have got to turn up and then fill those gaps. And I think with Lennon Floyd, obviously against his old team, I think it had a little bit more to it, which I think is potentially why you're seeing the numbers on the board for him. But again, it's like I said before, it's that as they come onto the field, you've got a confidence that somebody's actually got to do something very special with the ball in hand to get past them. If you go past the if you go past the defensive line, you've then got some serious backs behind them as well. Do you know what I mean? So it's we we look we look good. We look good. I'm I'm really impressed with how we, well we've we've started, and that's what I put it as really it's a start, isn't it? Definitely. I thought I saw some crazy stat after this game where the Rams defense has allowed three points or fewer in the second half in six of its seven games this season. It's unreal, isn't it? Three points or fewer in the second half, six out of seven of the games. And I think another stat was that we've only allowed just one touchdown in the second half all year. That is crazy. Which was the Bears game this this week? Actually, yeah, I was I was just remembering as you were saying that. Uh, well, it yeah, came against the against the Bills. Okay. Yeah. Oh, before this game, then obviously, but um, yeah. So Cause, yeah, because that was a, that would be yeah. a defensive touchdown, wouldn't it? I think so. It's. Ah, um, yes. didn't, doesn't count towards that stat, I don't think. But um, yeah, that's that's not something I felt our, our level our defense was at. <laughs> if you know what I mean, as a stat, that just seems unbelievable. They say defense wins championships, gentlemen. Oh no, I said it. Yeah, if you've got that power, you want to start using it wisely. Hey, it's not me that's got the power. It's LA at the moment. It's LA that's got the power. Yeah, go up to the Dodgers. And uh, I think Jordan posted something about our uh, the colour scheme seems to be working. Don't wear the don't wear the double blue, was it? So the bone and the blue and yellow, what they call it, pants. <laughs> Actually, we've got wins off of using wearing that uniform, but when we wear the double the double blue 
That's where we lose. <laughs> so maybe there's some jinx behind that. I don't know. But, uh, yeah, uh, I see uh, also since uh, Cooper Cup, third fastest wide receiver to reach 3,000 yards in, it's for, in his first 46 games. Behind uh, Bruce and Holt, is it? Yeah. Yeah. And again, he's yeah. had a couple of sort of quiet to his standards uh, games, it seems like. And, uh, yeah, he's, he's sort of snuck under the radar with that one. And, you know, a couple of seasons ago, he missed the back end of the season as well, didn't he? So he's, 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 been, he's been a productive receiver for us consistently. For sure. And it, it does seem like with our games, it always goes from like Cup as a, a sort of a star-studded game and then Woods its turn and then maybe it's Higby, which is really nice to have and not be a one-trick one sort of pony team where it's always the one guy you know it's going to go to. So, yeah, the fact that he shares that load so well with the rest of the, the offense uh, and, like you say, missed a big chunk of games, uh, that's quite an impressive stat for him as well. Uh, yeah, so who, uh, who, who stood out most for, for yourself, uh, Chris, in that game? I think Leonard Floyd was definitely one. I think you mentioned Josh Reynolds. I think we potentially may touch on it, feel a bit sorry in relation for Terrell Burgess. Um, I think he, he turned up with a couple of plays and has done as so we've, as we've come through the season. But I think it's been reported today that he's broken his arm and will miss the rest of the season um, with that injury. He's having surgery tomorrow, from what I've read. Is that ankle? He's um, broken his ankle. Ankle? I thought he said arm. I think it's JB Long no, put got, arm. <laughs> well, he got he got rolled on and it's his ankle. <laughs> JB Long, I can only trust the, what I read. <laughs> it's the. I mean, it's the arm of the leg. Same, same <laughs> thing. It's things that dangles <laughs> off, isn't it? But anyway, I mean, I feel a bit sorry for him because I think he was actually turning up and, and actually putting some plays in there and, and maybe it's another drawing you need to do, Eric, because if anybody hasn't seen those drawings, ladies and gentlemen, the man is very talented. Oh, I'll leave out. <laughs> Latest but one no, is I... uh, the other Tyrell. <laughs> anyway. no, I think it, it, overall, I, I think it was a, a very good all-round performance and I don't... You you maybe want to single out a few people, but I think it was across the board. Well, in fact, no, I'm going to completely ignore on what I'm saying about that. The big man, Johnny Hecker. What an absolute goat that man is. Best punter ever in my in my book. God, End of well, story. I, like we've said before, I mean, I think most of us only go back a, a decade or <laughs> decade and a half. You can only go uh, from what people talk and read. Is that, but... Yeah, yeah, and and, and most unreal. people. Most people were calling him the goat of punters. Uh, and, yeah, special teams player of the week, wasn't it, announced uh, today. Was it five punts all within the... All within the 20-yard line. I think three yard were in yard. the 10, wasn't it? The 10, yeah. It's unreal. Yeah. And we I mean, spoke about it a couple of weeks ago, how the punting actually looked potentially a little bit harder in this new stadium. And it wasn't actually going as potentially as well as he wanted it to previous. Mm-hmm. I think he, I think he's dialed it in. <laughs> it's one of those. Like, obviously, it's a it's a skilled position, like any is. But you you kind of like. I mean, obviously, when he talks about, it, he's very much. It's a team. I'm successful because the guys get the gunners get down there and they stop the ball. You know, if it's going on too far, um, you know, it takes a lot of people to make that happen, which is obvious. Um, but also, there's a, there was a little bit of luck. Like, obviously, you can make it spin a certain way, uh, and if it lands awkwardly, like you can't dictate where on the ground on the ball it's going to land, and how you know definitely. But obviously, there's no coincidence how good he is because he does it too often. But uh, yeah, no, unbelievable. Um, I don't know how many times he's actually won special teams player of the week, but uh, I have to look that up. I bet it's a fair fair bit. So. Do we want to talk about any other uh, any other aspects of the game? Any any other ask thoughts on that game? I, mean, I think the only thing that leads us into possibly the next section was um, that tipped field goal from Sam Slurman. Uh, I think that probably um, predicated his 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 departure this week. Unfortunately, yeah, he's um, he's had a few low sort of field goal attempts. Uh, it's happened a couple of times now, hasn't it, where it's been blocked. And we've seen the news that he's now been released. And uh, we've seen some movements in that that, that department. We've um, 
because they call him Cobra Kai, and they Kai Forbuff. It's been, <laughs> been, been been brought in. I, to be honest, I don't know much about him. He seems at least as good from what I hear, and so hopefully he's an improvement. Have you have you heard much more about the about the kid, Chris? Remember watching him for, for other teams, so to have the experience, obviously within the league previous, which I think is hopefully going to help. Um. So yeah, well, it was a frustrating time I think when you've obviously had Greg Zerline on, on the ball and, and, and doing what he did for the team um, so the fact that he's not having a fantastic season neither over at Dallas but, but who is um, yeah it, it's it's always that hard, hard thing isn't it where you've got the trust of if you are going to get to fourth down and you're within the within the kicking range that you know it's going to be able to go over the sticks but it's, it's like one of them positions isn't it it, it I think it's just a, as we as we do sometimes on here, reference in relation to football, soccer. If a goalkeeper makes a mistake in a fo- in a football game, it's it's more highlighted than others, and I think it's the same with a kicker. If they make mistakes during a game, it's highlighted more because your points don't go on the board. So you do feel a bit sorry for the kid. Obviously, he had his chance, and let for him, let's, let's hope he potentially gets another chance. And unfortunately, it's a bit of a tough league, and, and once you've had your chance, you don't get it again. But I think you, he, he had the opportunities to do so, and, and you, is it technique or, or whatever it is, you don't know, but let's just hope that that gives us a little bit more confidence to know that if we're going to leave the ball in certain points of the field, that it is actually going to go over. In that position, you think, well, how can it be sort of technique and so forth? Because he's, he's been doing this for, God, like, what, 10 years? Like, he's got the, the, you know, the best punter in the game holding the ball for him. So, like, I don't want to, you know, beat up the kid while he's down sort of thing. But, um, you know, it, you can't really blame anyone else, surely. I mean, we haven't no, had this sort of problem can't. before, it seems, when obviously we had Greg the leg. And how much have we relied on him over the years? Well, exactly. Sh- I think it, sorry to interrupt, it came out the other day that he, I think it was him that had won something like 10 games within his career. He'd hit the winning kick. Now, if you'd have, and again, not to kick the kid while he's down, but, if that was the situation that we'd had in the, in the seven weeks that we've had so far, or six weeks, seven weeks, would we have trusted him to give you the game-winning kick? No. Potentially not. And like, the one against, one of, like the one against New Orleans. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And as a head coach, Sean McVay had to have that com- has to have that confidence in his kicker to be able to leave the ball in a certain position. If, you're, if you are during a two-minute drill to win the game to leave it 40, 50 yards out, that it's going to still go over. I don't think, if you haven't got that confidence, you've got to move it on. And with the trade deadline coming up and that sort of thing this week, it had to be done. Yeah, definitely. I mean, while we're on the subject of um, personnel changes, um, a couple of them have been announced today that Terrell Burgess, as we've mentioned, uh, has been put on injured reserve. And... The safety position is starting to get a little bit light, let's say, um, with Jordan Fuller also out at the moment. And we are expecting, I think we've mentioned previously, that he's going to come back after the bye. So that should hopefully help out when we play Seattle in week 10. Um, but there is uh, talks of Nick Scott replacing that uh, Burgess's position sort of help out there but it is looking a little bit light in that in that, that back part of the, the defence um, also I have seen Joseph Noteboom is returning at guard so I think Edwards is currently his replacement from the beginning of the season and I can't imagine you're going to I mean Noteboom has never really been someone who's been there without being injured for too long has he in the past I can't see him coming in and taking Edwards' spot would you see it? Any any changes in the offensive line, Tony? No, I was I, was, I just dragged up the um, the the unofficial depth chart as you was talking there, and um, yeah, the, the safety position does look a little bit light actually, uh, but hopefully with with Fuller coming back after the bye, that that will that will come good for us. Um, no, I, yeah, no boom has been inconsistent for us actually being available to be on the field but I think lots of Rams fans want him to come good don't we but he, he, he does still need to prove himself a little I think 
yeah, I think I think the offensive line has been performing really well this this season, and, and plenty of the pundits have said, you know, it's the same, basically the same sort of lineup as last year, but they've like finally got their, you know, their stuff together, if you like, and mm-hmm. uh, are performing more of a as more of a team. I think they were sort of thrown together because of injuries last year, and they just sort of all switched positions, and uh, which I know they like to train up our offensive line like that. Um, but it didn't quite work last year, and uh, but they've obviously we've seen that improvement. I mean, Goff only got sacked like once in this game against the Bears, um, so something seems to be clicking. There's no need to suddenly throw someone else in if it's working. Uh, so yeah, um, any other movements in the team that I haven't already mentioned at all, Chris? Have you seen? No, I haven't seen anything else from what you've not mentioned. Cool. All right. Well, um, what we'll do then? We'll, we'll now we've talked about the Bears. Should we have a look at how our predictions? Yes, let's. For the Sky Sky. Well, you you do well. <laughs> you seem keen keen there, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> so, what are the games that we had? So, in Week Seven, we had the Giants versus the Eagles. We had the Steelers versus Tennessee Titans. We had the Forty ers and Patriots, the Buccaneers and Raiders. And obviously Bears and us. So the New York Giants and Philadelphia, we had Chris, Tony, me, everyone. Everyone got that right with Philadelphia winning that game. Pittsburgh won the next game, which, Chris, you didn't do so well. Yeah. Neither did, I, yeah. Neither did Rob, but the rest of us did. And then San Fran pulling out a win against the uh, Belichick's Patriots. Uh, did you see that coming, Tony? Apparently not. <laughs> no, you did not. You got that wrong. No, no, no. Uh, no the only person that got that right was me. You did. The rest of us went with the Belichick magic. And <laughs> have you? Have none of you been watching any of the Patriots? <laughs> really so not. Bad. They're so bad. Really not. It's brilliant to watch. <laughs> I mean, I think, it, I think it was more of a vote against the San Francisco divisional rivals than anything else on my yeah, have, have you ever that is voted for you? Yeah, but I, I'm yeah. all about the win on this because, <laughs> as you may have heard on last week's pod, and, and Tony, obviously you were on, but maybe you did hear, uh, or the week before that. Did, you're the one that's paying the trip to LA. Did you not hear that? No, I, I, did, I did hear that. I'm, <laughs> I'm not commenting at all. You know, it's, uh, you sign <laughs> me and Jordan signed that off. <laughs> I mean, your uh, your your brother-in-law must be not feeling great right now, Chris. Uh, he's very quiet, if I'm honest. <laughs> very quiet. He's had a good what couple of decades. Very I mean, quiet are the Saints yeah. fans, which is always nice. Uh, yeah, but uh, I mean, San Fran. I mean, our division is. I know people have said we played the uh, the East division with. Uh, Giants and Cowboys and so forth, making it a bit easier uh, for us to get those wins tallied up. But uh, I mean, our division is uh, quite a force at the moment. So, but yeah, New England. Uh, with I've seen Cam Newton had like a quarterback rating of like thirty <laughs> in that game, <laughs> which I don't know if that's a record. But I think mean, he's put his hands up. Was like, there's nothing wrong with me in terms of like health or whatnot. But just, <laughs> just <up>. bump <laughs> something. <laughs> anyway, let's move on from the. the the 49ers and the next game was the Buccaneers and Raiders and we all got that right apart from Rob and Tom with the Bucks winning this is the reason why the Patriots are bad Tom Brady's in, in Tom Brady <laughs> <laughs> and obviously we all went with the Rams for that last game so the tallies after week 7 we've got Chris on 23 yeah leading and then we've got uh, me 22 one behind, and then we've got Rob on 20, Tony and Jordan on 19, and Tom on 18. Jordan didn't put his picks in for last week. I will give him that, so he is a week down, because that's exactly how he will say that. But yeah, well, that is, that's in, the truth. You don't, the... yeah. you don't get him in, you don't get the score, I guess. Um, so, yeah, that is. So he's one week down. So he's not doing too bad at 19, really. Um, I think he was leading last week, but that's putting behind. But he's got his, he's got his uh, predictions in for this week, so... We'll talk about them after after the Miami game. So, on that note, should we move on to the Miami game? Week eight, under the SoFi lights again, isn't it, boys? Home game, Miami Dolphins. No, uh, no, it's, no, it's, it's, it's in Florida. It's a six o'clock wow. kickoff here, and we did this before the 
before well, the podcast you told me, started. You told, me the, you told me the time. I just didn't clock that. It was an it'd East be, Coast game. It'd be a 10 o'clock <laughs> kickoff in LA, Aaron. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, let's start that again. Week 8 is a away game against Miami Dolphins, uh, who are currently 3-3 three and three in uh, their, well, their record, and they're second in their division behind the Bills. So, I'm not sure if, you know, their record, because so far they've played Seattle and 49ers from our division, which if we are the you know, toughest division in the in the league right now, then that may, may be the effect of being at 3-3 three and three right now. So, Tony, what's your initial thoughts on, on the Miami game? Well, I, th- I, th- I think you're right, actually. They have played Seattle, who they lost to, but they did beat San Francisco 49ers, 43-17. So they're 1-1 one one against against our our division, you know, they've beaten the Niners, they've beaten the Jets, and they've beaten the Jags, but they've lost to the Patriots, Bills, and the Seahawks. So oh, I've no idea what to make of them, to be honest. I think um, I beat the Jets on my own. <laughs> 24, 24 zil, wasn't it? It was 24 nil. It was 24 nil. And um, but obviously, they're coming off a bye week as well. So I think. The, the the newly drafted quarterback tour may be starting this weekend. That's the feeling. They, they may be moving away from Fitzmagic. Um, whether that's a good ploy when they're playing a decent team like the Rams is is another matter. Um, Some fire that, isn't it? <laughs> I mean, they are at home. They are they are coming off a bye week. They are coming off a double win in week five and six against the Niners and the Jets. So. The, You've got to. There must be some confidence in the camp with them. Um, I, I don't think it's going to be an easy game for us, especially with it being that that ten a.m. kickoff clock body clock time for the LA guys. Um, I mean, it's nice that we get a, another six p.m. kickoff for the UK, but um, I, I think it's a it's a bit of a trap game, like the Bears game. You know, it could go either way, and I think we've got to be on top of it from from all sides of the team. Yeah, Chris, anything you want to throw in initially? No, I think Tony's right in what he says. Obviously, the the whole 10am thing is always something that's discussed, isn't it? And we were doing so well on that until we lost obviously the last one. But I think, like you say, from, from looking at the Dolphins last season, they completely sort of canned it, didn't they? And, but... If they are, I haven't seen in relation to the changing quarterback. I think with with Ryan Fitz, Fitzpatrick, you don't really know what you're going to get game to game. Uh, they obviously um, drafted to her, so we'll see how obviously that works out. They've got some other players in there that are definitely going to make an impact. But like I said earlier on, I'm, I'm confident that we can go go down there to, to Florida and, and pick up the win. Um, because we're playing so well at the present moment in time, so there's no reason why we shouldn't be confident to be able to go and do that. Um, it's, it's just one of them things that the problem you've got, obviously, when you are a, a team from, from the West Coast is that you've obviously got to come over to the East Coast and it's, it's a fair travel and the amount of travel that these boys have put in where they're obviously coming off a bye and we have obviously got our bye, I think, is it the following week or the week over the week after? Because we're banging the middle, aren't we? So we've got one more week. Um, so yeah, still putting the miles on the clock, but hopefully we can we can go down there and, and do what we need to do. Yeah, I think um, the the whole body clock thing, like you say, we didn't seem to affect us until one game, and whether that was because of the the body clock or more just the the travelling, the amount of travelling they had to do uh, at that time, going back because they were going back to LA, I believe, um, between those games. Uh, but Miami, uh, it feels like not I use that trap game saying, but. Uh, the, the games they have been in felt close. Like, you know, we, we lost to the Bills and they only lost by three points against them guys. You know, there's just over a touchdown away from the sea, you know, in the Seattle game. Uh, and they're off two wins at the moment. So they beat the 49ers. They beat us. They got a new quarterback. How, how's that going to go now that they dropped Fitz, Fitzpatrick? Uh, it seems a bit odd to win two games in a row and then change quarterbacks, right? Is that weird? It does feel like that, doesn't it? Cause, I mean, yeah, it feels a little weird to me. I mean, I don't know if it's just two or it was just like just pre- prepping more, and they just wanted 
Ryan just to start the season off and then just we're going to put him in no matter what sort of thing. Or if, if we're still competitive, we'll throw him in sort of thing. And I mean, with a 500 record, you know, then you're still in good chance. You're second in the division. So they're definitely in a chance of getting into the playoffs and whatnot if the Bills slip up. Um, so that seems a little bit odd. And I don't know what we're getting with Tua. Um, what I, from looking at Miami, they, they are in, in terms of their defense, they're, I see that they're top 10 defense in terms of allowing pass completions and yards allowed. So against the uh, the passing game, that they're they're not too bad, top sort of top ten defense based on those stats. But the running game is where they're bad against, and I think they're the bottom three from what I was looking up about yards per carry allowed, which is on average five yards allowed per carry. So we might see if you know if 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 Goff wants to try and play the same way he did against the Bears, it could well work. Like get the running game going more than the fancy uh, in the air stuff. I think that just looking at stats alone, that's what it looks like might be the best strategy. And I mean, it worked against the Bears, so why not carry that through to a team that seems to be weaker at the run defense? Yeah, I think we've got the we've got the potential to actually run over them, haven't we? We've got that we've got those players that can actually do that for us and consistently and we can change them in and out um, and we, we can really switch it up so we, we I, th- I think we do have the potential to run over Miami it's I think the the first second quarter if we can get our noses in front like we did against the Bears and then make those adjustments at half time to actually close them out um, that would be ideal definitely and then the guys after this will just get a nice rest in week nine by hopefully get Fuller back to strengthen that already strong defense uh, and to cover up Burgess. And then we, we face Seattle and we'll see what the situation of the, the division is at that point. Chris, do you know much about the biggest threat on their offensive no, I've, side? I've just been, while you, while you guys have just been chatting, I've just been reading stuff on, on two and stuff. And this is, again, it, it's something a little bit different to throw out there, but they've obviously made decisions as they've been coming and the sources have sort of come out today, last 24 hours that he's going to be playing. And this is a question, for, I'm going to throw a question into you two now, potentially, to see what you think on it and sort of deflect it, because I don't actually have an answer for your question. <laughs> um, a politician. Good politician there. Um, <laughs> he's a left-handed quarterback, which does that completely change the way that they actually set up? Because theoretically, obviously, it's a different way the ball's going to be coming out, coming across his body, out wide. He's the first, well, he's the first left-handed quarterback to be in the NFL since 2015. There's a little stat for you. But they're obviously only preparing for that from today to go then forward for where they were looking at, probably expecting to face Fitzmagic. So does that change the preparation? I suppose it does, doesn't it? Well, I guess your blind side is completely the other side, right? Mm. So, I mean, in terms of Aaron Donald's that mean effectiveness, I mean, he lines up wherever he wants. You know, yeah. You're often seeing him just going away, mate. Swap side to side because he's going to be preference to one side. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, with Ramsey, I think you'd probably just. I mean, I think they haven't been playing man. I think no. Jordan mentioned once they haven't been playing as much man. It's more zone, but you normally expect him to be on their their top wide receiver. But um, yeah, do you know what? Honestly, I don't know the answer to that, and I don't know if Tony Tony uh, no can add any more to that. But no, from I, a defensive, I, I don't know what would how would change it. I hadn't realised that at all, Chris. That's a, that's a good stat to throw in there. Mm. Um, and, not and the fair... to make up the numbers, gentlemen. <laughs> You're not just a pretty face for radio, are you? Um, <laughs> no, I hadn't realised that at all. And that, I, thought, I, mean, I, I, I can't believe that our, our defensive coordinators and coaches haven't been looking at that on the long term. You'd like to G- given the fact that he is the first left-handed quarterback since 2015 you know that's that's a spanner in the works but i think that's more of a lineup position for the defense rather than anything changing immensely i i suspect the the line will will change to accommodate that and it's, it's more of a, an awareness thing than anything else i i don't know i don't know interesting stuff i'll, I'll keep an eye on that on sunday yeah i don't know if the if like the rollout on a on a fake, you know, play action where he keeps it instead of handing it off to the running back, whether that affects 
you know, because he'll roll out a different way, for example, how they want to do that. But, um, yeah, it's an interesting one. Yeah, definitely one to look out for that I wouldn't even have thought about until I see it. And well, I might not even notice he was left-handed, <laughs> 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 to be honest. But, uh, yeah, no, I wonder if also that will... I mean, obviously, they're, they're training together anyway. It's not like the first time he's stepping on the field with his team. But I wonder if, like, the handoff and all the rest of it, like the line expecting, you know, come at, from a different side of them or even the well, snapping. Is, this why he come, is that why he comes in off a bye week? Because they've had two weeks? Yeah, probably. Probably right there, yeah. And maybe just because he is left hand, maybe you needed that extra time for everyone just mm. to get used to it. Switch it around. Yeah, definitely. Okay. So... Any last words, Tony, on this game? Hoping for a win. Glad that it's a 6pm kickoff. Oh, yeah, we did mention it. Yeah, 6pm, and it's on Game Pass, not Sky Sports. Uh, this time, unfortunately, for Sky Sports uh, subscribers. Um, but good news for Game Pass users like me, so meh. <laughs> um, so, segue, <laughs> Sky Sports games. Let's get those predictions out there. So, week eight. Tell me if I got this wrong. Well, I don't think I have. So we've got Atlanta Falcons versus Carolina Panthers is the first game here. And we've got Chris, Tony, me, Rob, Tom, all going with the Panthers and Jordan going with the Falcons where our old boy Gurley is currently running the rock. And we then have Steelers versus Ravens. Uh, we've all no, we haven't all gone with Pittsburgh. Chris has gone with Pittsburgh. Tony's gone Pittsburgh. I've gone Pitt. Tom's gone Pitt. Rob's gone Ravens, and so has Jordan gone Ravens. That's going to be a good game. I think that is. Yeah, I think you're right. That is definitely going to be the, 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 a decent game to watch because Steelers have sort of sorted themselves out. Ravens have been a bit shaky. I think people have potentially found them out a little bit. Um. Maybe some potential unrest within the camp and stuff. Um, but no, I think it definitely will be a good one. Going back, obviously, on the first one that you mentioned around yeah. uh, Atlanta at Carol, uh, the Panthers, Atlanta are in a serious issue because of the amount of games that they throw away when they've got such a lead. And how that franchise can keep doing what they're doing is unbelievable. I was I can't remember what the stat was, but they've given away. I think it's something like five games where they've been ahead in the fourth quarter by by more than two touchdowns or something daft like that. And yeah. it, it just takes you back to obviously the the Super Bowl and stuff that, that they don't learn. <laughs> so it was an easy pick for that one and me, obviously, to go with them, and then obviously then take the Steelers in the second one. And just to come back on some similar stats to that, I think I saw that the Rams, when winning at half time, are thirty and zero to go on to win the game. So we just need to be winning at half-time and then the rest is history, apparently. <laughs> why, have you said, why, why would you say that now? Why I have you done don't that? have magic powers, Chris. Unlike you, you witch. <laughs> <laughs> Halloween this late weekend. <laughs> so, right, yeah, that's the uh, Steelers and Ravens and uh, that's, the only, that's the next toughest division, I think, in terms of winniest teams, apart from the Bengals that have just pitiful in that uh, division the rest all got winning records by uh, a long way you've got Pittsburgh on 6-0 and Baltimore on 5-1 and and Cleveland are on 5-2 and so that's probably the next uh, winniest division and you've got 49ers versus Seattle a nice divisional game there where most well no four, four of us have gone Seattle that's Chris, Tony Jordan and Rob and me and Tom have gone 49ers I, I for some reason I just think the 49ers obviously have beaten us and now they've just smashed the Pats, but you obviously you're, they're falling apart a little bit, the Pats. But I think this is going to be one of those games. I mean, Russell Wilson was picked a little bit too, more than he's used to, let's say, in that last game. And I think this is going to be one of those games where we're all going to be on winning records by the end of it. And it's going to beautifully open it up a little bit more for us. Uh, so that's why I went for the 49ers. You just don't see Tony Seattle uh, losing this one. We well, just can't go up there to go with 49ers. <laughs> That's more like it. The, the latter, I'm afraid, Aaron, yes. I just can't bear to pick San Francisco. Um, yeah, stuff on. That's a call of one second to decide that prediction. 
<laughs> so we've got Cowboys and the Eagles. All of us have gone with uh, the Eagles. <laughs> Poor Cowboys. They got one. Uh, one that's uh, what did uh, what did Prescott do? He got he hurt his shoulder. Or was it an arm injury? But why would you do that? What you just having a go at me there? What <laughs> he broke his ankle. <laughs> <laughs> That's just not that's not nice to do. That. Uh, and then the next one got knocked out. That was brutal, wasn't it? Andy yeah. Dalton. Yeah. Hold it me off. Do we know it, oh anyway. So there I in think the, it'll in... just be a concussion check that one. I don't know if he'll miss the game, but he was no, taken out bad. of the game, but it was not it wasn't a nice one, was it? Yeah, no, not at all. And then you've got uh, Tom Brady's uh, versus the Giants, and everyone's gone with the Tom Brady's. So that is the Sky Sports predictions wrapped up. So we'll see uh, next week, like we did this week, check in on those uh, results and see who is top of the table. So next up, let's we well we've gone over early on actually quite a few of the changes and the injuries and so forth. So should we just move straight into questions, Tony? Excellent. Yes, I can do that. Um... I mean, the, the first one really is it's a shame that Jordan's not here, but he's, he's, he's getting a lot of praise on the Facebook page. And Mark Pressland is, is asking, you know, how the hell does he watch the game in so much detail and also tweet so much? I keep missing the action trying to keep reading his tweets. Um, <laughs> and I, I, I think we should bring that back for when Jordan is live on the podcast. Yeah. Because uh, he was backed up by Luke Nickling as well. He, he's wondered this every week of this season, how how Jordan manages to keep so much going <laughs> on, on, on the Twitter feed. So I think that's one we need to park and bring back when Jordan's back with us uh, in, in a podcast. Yeah. Um, ruining people's game experience since 2018. <laughs> <laughs> he, he certainly tweets before my feed comes through on some of the games. <laughs> That's what I'm saying, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I hate that. All right, next, next. Yeah, um, Nike Al, who says well, I pronounced his name correctly last time, I hope I did this time as well, um, says the Dolphins' bye week got changed due to the COVID games being rescheduled. But is there an NFL policy on teams on a bye versus teams on a short week? Seems a big advantage for the team on a bye, not to mention the 1pm kickoff. Um, I don't think he. I don't think he's actually based in the UK. I think he's based in Africa, if I remember correctly. Holy moly. Um, yes, I, I I don't know the intricacies of the scheduling or how they work out whether you can play a Thursday night game after being on a bye. I'm, I'm right in thinking that everybody gets a Thursday night game, don't they, at some point during the season. But I, I don't know about the scheduling. I know, I know you can put your preferences in, and I think they tried to give the Rams all the East Coast games in one big batch of away games just so they, in theory, they could um, training camp on the East Coast. But obviously the COVID-19 put a paid to that. Um, but I don't think there's any special special dispensation for for teams coming off a, a, bye, a bye week at all. Does anybody else have any? Awareness of that? No idea. That's quite no. a technical one, that one. Yeah. <laughs> it is, yeah. And I yeah. think this year it's completely up in the air, isn't it? Because who really knows what is going on in relation to the um, the scheduling and stuff like that. So it's it's a different one, isn't it? It is, it is. Um, so obviously we, we can't answer that because we are not um, savants in this type of thing. Um, so the, the other question we had on Facebook was uh, from Andy Lamble. Um, do you guys feel we are likely to see any trades either in or out of the Rams, especially with players such as Everett with him being in a contract year and the cap issues we have? Chris, any thoughts on ins or outs? Who knows what goes through Mr. Sneen's head at this time of the year? <laughs> um, I don't, if I'm honest. And, and, and I don't, the only reason I say that is that because I don't think they potentially want to, not upset, but sort of mess around with a happy camp. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think mean, you'll see more movement in the off-season than anything else with us. We've obviously made the change at, at, at kicker, but that was obviously something that needed to be done and, and, and fully open. But just to make a trade because there's stuff coming up further, I, I don't think they'll do it. I don't. I mean, in regards to what he said, the trade deadline ends on the 3rd of November, which is like six days' time. Mm-hmm. So with Everett, with Higby having what I think is 
not not serious, but like one a hand injury that's keeping him out right now. I don't think it's a great time necessarily unless you trade tight end for tight end. Uh, a great time to be taking Everett away uh, right now. Um, so no, and I don't think we've got much bargaining power at the moment either. So they'll probably stick with with who we got. I'd say. Yeah, uh, I think I think there was some comments online um, earlier today with. Um, Let's need to say we're not looking to make a splash, but if if somebody's on the high board looking to make a big splash, we'd certainly be interested. Mm. Um, which 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 is nice, you know. I I, I think the cap is. Um, I'm not sure where to use in this, but you know, the cap can be manipulated um, greatly by a decent front office. Um, so in that respect, I'm not too worried about the salary cap at all. Um, we'll we'll make it work for us at some points by by cutting and changing somebody's contract. Uh, but I'm I'm not really expecting um, any trades at all before the third of November. I, th- I think what what we saw this week on Monday Night Football was was a good team performance, and I think keeping that team together it is very important. Um, Yes, I don't think we can go much further with that one. Just a quick apology to Nayak Hal. Um, he's not based in Africa at all. He's actually in the Netherlands. So I, I apologise for that one. <laughs> Close enough. Not that far away. Yeah. <laughs> 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 all right, we're swiftly moving on. Any others on Facebook? Nope, that's that's a lot from, from there, I'm afraid. Okay, well, I've got a question here from... Uh, oh, jeez. <laughs> Uh, Aom Nevitz, uh, I don't know where he's from, unfortunately, but uh, strength of schedule after the Dolphins and bye week. How do you see the Rams record given the completion so, uh, coming? So, I mean, just on reflection of our article at the beginning of the year, Tony, you understand as 10 and 6, and you would have us at 5 and 3 come the bye. And Chris, similar, 5 and 3 come the bye. And I, I had us at uh, 7 and 1. Optimistic, I was, but. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, Chris, you were ten and six as well. I think you two are copying each other's uh, oh papers. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, do you stick by a ten and six? Bearing in mind that if we do, if well, if we lose, you'll be correct on your record come the bye. But if we win, you'll be one game better than you thought. Yeah, I, I think we potentially. Well, I don't know. <laughs> well, here we go. Look, the rest of the schedule would be Seahawks, Tom Brady's. 49ers, Cardinals, Patriots, Jets, Seahawks and Cardinals. So that's a lovely that, Patriots, Jets. That's what I mean. You, you, the Jets, I think, potentially you can you put that as a W now. Yeah. But then you've got some. You've got all your divisional games, mm. pretty much, except for what obviously we've, we've already played San Fran already. But the rest of your divisional games for this for the season, you've got to go and play Tom Brady in Tampa. It's a no. tough second half of the season. It is a tough, but we just need to keep that momentum going. And, and sometimes you wish the bye isn't coming, if that makes sense, uh, because we've, we've got that momentum potentially where, where we see things moving forward. But let's get Miami out of the way. Let's keep obviously back on, on where we are and use that bye week to the advantage to refresh, regroup and, and go again. So ten and six record. Stick with that for now. Yeah, maybe eleven and five. Okay, and Tony. I, well, it, put it this way: Does ten and six get you into the playoffs in our division? I'm not. Well, quite that's sure. that's like you say, second part of the season. Is <laughs> not quite sure. So decided. So you ain't there, thereabouts, Tony. Ten and six. You wouldn't move. You understand as losses against the Niners, Patriots, and Seahawks in that second part. Say so did you, Chris? So. Mm. Um, I think we're coming to a situation where where New England might not be relevant come week fourteen, um, so they may be doing different things with their their teams at, at that point in the season. But, you know, I think the thing we've got to remember is that there are three wild cards for each conference this season. So, in in theory, if the NFC West all finish with good winning records, the whole division could go to the playoffs. Mm. Well, there was uh, a, a few years back. There was a situation where three of us could go through, wasn't there? Yep. Um, yep. So it could I'm happen not, again. I'm not saying it's likely, but it's possible. Um, I think I'd be happy with a ten and six record. I think that would see us 
second or, or, or possibly a joint second third um I think ten and six would be improvement. I think ten and six would be a, a good a good season for us. Um, uh, I'm, I'm looking at that week ten and saying that I'm, we're going to win in, versus the Seahawks. I'm not feeling that confident about that at the moment, to be honest. But um, hopefully, with us being on on the bye week beforehand, we manage to get some real game tape on 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 Seattle and actually turn them over. Sure. Okay, we've got one more question on uh, on Twitter. It's given. Oh, so this is from Jay Star, twenty five, big fan. Always gets a question in. Uh, given we are currently ranked fifth in the power rankings, and also that we are in the strongest division against each team, what do we need to improve on and do to be able to win our division matchups and secure a playoff spot, Chris? I think one potentially we've we've dealt with already, being the kicker to have the confidence to actually be able to actually make the extra points and, and the field goals are obviously going to go over. So I think that's one bit where you are going to pick up some points. And where you see us improving on others, we're still putting the points on the board and, and we're still stopping points being scored. So it's it's a consistency, I think, is where we probably need to have improved from previous years, is just making sure that that carries on and moves forward. So... I don't see individuals or individual positions. I think it's a whole team consistency that we need to keep going forward with. No, I was, I'd probably say the exact same thing. Just get someone who can put it through the uh, the uprights and um, just on an offensive side, really, just be a bit more consistent. Tony, anything else you want to add to that? No, I think consistency is, is the right way to go. But, I mean, what I'd really like to see is being, is being a little bit, a little bit more clinical in the first half and actually putting teams away when we have the opportunity. You know, it's we, we've had some tight games going into the half uh, and then pulled away in the second half. And I'd, I'd, I'd really like to see us, you know, win the game in the first half if at all possible. Um, and I think that is, you know, Chris already mentioned the kicker. We, we've made some changes there. Hopefully that comes, comes, comes good for us. Um, but yeah, clinical and consistency. Right, okay. Well, that's the end of the questions. Uh, I think we are done for tonight's uh, episode, uh, 37. And uh, so this week's game, week eight against Miami, is in Miami, as confirmed by my two (laughs) co-hosts. And it's at six o'clock on Game Pass. So if you haven't got it, get a free trial. Hopefully we come away with that win and and go into the bye on a winning streak and a 6-2 record. So that's a a bye from me and a bye from the, the team. See you next week. Cheers, guys. Cheers.